Dear listeners, are you tired of the endless cycle of fad diets and extreme measures? It's time to wake up to a better weight loss solution with Robody. As someone who's been through the ups and downs of weight loss, I know firsthand the challenge of trying to find what will stick. That's why if I qualified for Robody today, I'd jump at the chance for a scientifically backed program that supports long-term success. With Robody, you'll gain access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market, paired with personalized lifestyle changes. Over 200,000 people have already chosen Row to help them lose weight. Say goodbye to the roller coaster of weight loss dreams and hello to sustainable, real results with Robody. Go to row.co slash snoozecast. Sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash snoozecast. from public domain works, and occasionally, original stories. We'd like to thank our listeners. If you enjoy our show, please review us on Apple Podcasts, and also, share it with a friend. The best place to listen to us is on our website, snoozecast.com. That way you can play a single episode and fall asleep, without another one automatically playing. This episode is brought to you by The Fresh Smell of Slicing Lemons. Tonight, I'll read The Princess and the Goblin, a children's fantasy novel published in 1872. One of the most successful and beloved of Victorian fairy tales, George MacDonald's The Princess and the Goblin tells the story of young Princess Irene and her friend Curdie, who must outwit the threatening goblins who live in caves beneath her mountain home. Anne Thaxter Eden writes in A Critical History of Children's Literature that the princess and the goblin and its sequel quietly suggest in every incident ideas of courage and honor. get cozy. Close your eyes. Relax your body into the softness of your bed. Now, take a few deep breaths. Chapter 1 Why the princess has a story about her. 
There was once a little princess whose father was king over a great country full of mountains and valleys. His palace was built upon one of the mountains and was very grand and beautiful. The princess, whose name was Irene, was born there, but she was sent soon after her birth because her mother was not very strong to be brought up by country people in a large house, half castle, half farmhouse, on the other side of the mountain, about halfway between its base and its peak. The princess was a sweet little creature, and at the time my story begins was about eight years old, I think, but she got older very fast. Her face was fair and pretty, with eyes like two bits of night sky, each with a star dissolved in the blue. Those eyes you would have thought must have known they came from there. So often were they turned up in that direction. The ceiling of her nursery was blue, with stars in it, as like the sky as they could make it. But I doubt if ever she saw the real sky with the stars in it, for a reason which I had better mention at once. These mountains were full of hollow places underneath, huge caverns and winding ways, some with water running through them, and some shining with all colors of the rainbow when a light was taken in. There would not have been much known about them had there not been mines there, great deep pits with long galleries and passages running off from them, which had been dug to get at the ore of which the mountains were full. In the course of digging, the miners came upon many of these natural caverns. A few of them had far-off openings out on the side of a mountain or into a ravine. Now in these subterranean caverns lived a strange race of beings, called by some gnomes, by some kobolds, by some goblins. There was a legend current in the country that at one time they lived above ground and were very like other people, but for some reason or other, concerning which there were different legendary theories, the king had laid what they thought too severe taxes upon them or had required observances of them they did not like or had begun to treat them with more severity in some way or other, and imposed stricter laws, and the consequences were that they had all disappeared from the face of the...